Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everybody listening at home or at the gym or in the car, wherever you are. It's Tom, Hi. Har- Tom Harris here. Liz Best. Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. You've joined us here on a, on a mini-sode, on a little mini-story uh, mini episode. We're going to refl- uh, just read some stories back to you. We're going to read you your shit because yeah. you've sent in some shit and it's good shit and we want to tell you about it. It, ne- it never ceases to amaze me, the weird and wonderful scrapes and stories that we as a species manage to get ourselves into. Absolutely. We're just a, we're just a couple of anxiety-ridden monkeys just bumbling around, bouncing into one and in, looks, another. And we it's always all... just go, oh my God, this is such a weird story. But everyone has them, as we've proven. Now, I want to open with a little, um, it's a press release that I was sent. Oh. Uh, it's a little bit different. Um, so a Perth-based storage company is launching a rage room storage unit to help people get over their exes. Ah, the company good. is offering the service after a survey of existing existing and former customers found that a third have stored items either gifted by or still belonging to previous partners. So a dedicated unit is being made available for people to safely destroy items from past relationships and give them closure. So it's called a uh, smash storage. And yeah, you can basically just go into a I- unit and you can set up the items, furniture, lamps, clothes, jewellery, ornaments that remind you of your ex and destroy destruction equipment, including crowbars, sledgehammers, baseball bats, etc., are being provided and you get personal protective equipment and you can just smash shit. I'm all on board the idea. How They called it, what, smash storage? Yes. Call it heartbreak or yeah. something. <laughs> bet, like, they can do yeah. better on the you name. You can do better on the name, guys. But the idea, that's... That's pretty good, isn't it? Smash storage sessions. I like. I do this at home. No, yeah. I don't do this at home. Do <laughs> Lawyers, this. strike that. Never done it. It was a bit. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, I I've wanted to do this. I wonder if they allow you to set shit on fire in there if it's in a controlled. Like I know they give you stuff to smash it, but I mean sometimes you can't really smash a photo, or can you? I don't know. I wonder what the most expensive uh, item they've. What had. if there's a car in storage? Yeah. I wonder what the legal ramifications yes, I, I was, are. As you were reading it out, I was wondering, how are they getting around various things, destruction Look, of property? I feel like it would have to be stuff that your ex doesn't know that they've left or that, you know, the certain number of time has passed or isn't particularly valuable. Personally, I'd just go to a junk shop and buy a whole bunch of plates and just pretend they were that person's face and smash them. Yeah, just put uh, place your anger on, on the on the plates. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Good idea. Well, see, let's keep tabs on the these rage rooms see how they see how they uh, go down 
Um, now, a, a friend of the show has written in under the, the guise of anon, anon, anonymity. anonymity. Hard word to say. Anonymity. Anonymity. Yep. And a uh, good little story if you, if I can if I can open open Let's with go. it. Let's uh, go. So, in their words, they describe this as years of Tinder, and this is the crown and glory of my Tinder stories. <laughs> so, the crown jewel, everybody. I have had many failed attempts at Tinder over the years. But I spotted this guy during one of my swiping sessions. Let's call him Steve. I was very drunk and he was very handsome. So I swiped right without reading without reading his bio. Which, Ooh, which is dangerous. Very, and they admit, which is very off-brand for me. Most dudes don't read women's bios though, so... No, why would you? <laughs> <laughs> Get out! <laughs> Dump him. Um, and we matched, right? Okay. Still drunk, he starts messaging me and we start flirting. Before I can get too excited, he asked whether or not I had read his bio. Uh-huh. I had not. Uh-huh. Ba-bow, open marriage. Oh, no. I've never been involved with anyone in that situation before. I'm not one to share, but he was quite handsome, so he exchanged numbers. We were chatting for a week, and then COVID reared her ugly head, so any hope of us going out, booty call or otherwise, was unsafe. Right. I always, like, I have no problem with open marriages as long as both people are aware that the marriage is open. Yes. Because yes. sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes. Yeah. I'll continue. Ooh. A few weeks go by and I'm scrolling on Facebook and I see a woman pop up with my exact name. Exact name. Like like first name, middle name, last name. Exact name. I click on her profile and I actually recognise her through work circles. Uh-huh. We have always looked fairly similar, but since I had changed the colour of my hair, we could have been sisters. So right. it's just getting freaky levels. Eerily similar. I scroll up and see her wedding photo, and who is she married to but old mate Steve? Oh, this is odd. I nearly died. He definitely had a type. Wow. Two women with the same name who could have... I can't... Who could have been twins. Oh... Now I've I know the person and I've seen photos of both and I can verify there is a as an eerie similar. Oh no! Yes. So this is don't worry, this is first hand goodness. A few months go by, another Tinder blunder on my end. Yikes! And I'm swiping again, and up he pops. Out of curiosity, I swipe right, and it's a match again. Mm-hmm. We start chatting again, and I say that I still had his number. We start chatting. He's charming and thinks I'm very funny. He sends me a photo of him and his wife on Halloween. I didn't inform him that I knew his wife, i.e. knew of uh, knew of her, I suppose. Mm. I really, really wanted to have sex with this man and nothing more. A few days go by and I don't hear from him, but I get a new viewer on my Instagram story, Steve's wife. Uh-huh. She watches all of my stories but doesn't add me. Right. Doesn't say a word. And then I hear back from Steve. He informs me that him and his wife have decided to close their marriage and were just after thirds to play with them in their marriage. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm open-minded, but having a threesome with a man and a lady who looks like my twin (laughs) is a bit much. (laughs) Way too much. Bit much. And it is wild. Same name and same, like, very similar in appearance. I'm going to need to see these photos as soon as this episode ends. Uh, don't worry, eventually you shall. I want, uh, yes. Good. There's a a humdinger for you. Nuts. All right. I've got one that was emailed. 
to us. So, my worst date happened a while ago. Mm. Back in November, I was on holidays in Thailand. And while I was over there, I played around a little on Tinder. Nothing serious. I didn't even end up messaging any of the girls that I matched, matched with while I was there. Once I got back home, though, I got an alert of another match. It was an American girl who was traveling to Thailand on an extended vacation. Now, I wouldn't have bothered messaging her, except one of the photos was her of her wearing a mask that comes from a show in New York called Sleep No More. I had seen it and loved it when I went there last year, so I struck up a conversation about it. We hit off really well, finding out that we had a bunch of nerdy interests in common and we had similar senses of humour. We were both really sad that we didn't have a chance to meet while I was still over there. We even worked out that at one point we were probably as close as 20 metres away from each other. We Skyped, flirted, and she joked that she would have to come to Australia and I would have just have to show her around or that I should come to back to Thailand and visit her on her beach paradise. We kept chatting and then one day our chats took a turn for the more intimate and she became very persistent about the idea of me coming to visit her for the holidays. She told me about her magical island paradise and all the amazing things that we would do together. We would play on the beach and build sandcastles and go mm. snorkeling on Christmas Day and we'd drink cocktails and lay out under the stars and other activities mm, redacted so i started looking at flights this was on friday the 18th of december I decided that I just needed to do this and that I would always regret it if I didn't. I talked to a bunch of friends about it and I even asked my mum what she thought and she told me to go for it. So I booked my flights for the 22nd. The mm -hmm. girl and I excitedly messaged each other for the next couple of days. We both just wished that I was already there. I went shopping to find her the perfect Christmas gift, something specific enough to be cool but not expensive enough to be weird. I got her a keychain for one of her favourite shows that we'd bonded over. And Tuesday came and I fly out of Australia to Singapore where I was transferred from. On the flight, I watched the entire series of this romantic sitcom that got cancelled after one season, but it puts me in a very good mood about the impulsive decision <laughs> that I've sure. just made. In Singapore, I get delayed by a massive storm hitting the island that I'm flying to. The girl is worried about me. She says that she wishes the weather was just perfect for us. I tell her not to worry about it and she likes my optimism. I fly into the main island and the next morning I catch the ferry to the smaller island and then take a bumpy wet ride along a long boat to the tiny beach that she is on. I walk to the bar of the place that she's staying and spot her lounging on some cushions. I smile at her and she tells me that she didn't expect me to get there so soon. She comes over and gives me a hug. And I'm pretty sure it's at that moment that she realises that she has zero interest in me. We spend the next two days kind of hanging out but not doing any of the exciting things that she told me about. I think she tries to include me, but it's painfully obvious that she would rather be spending the time with friends that she's made on the island. I still have some fun, and on Christmas Eve, I dance until four in the morning with a bunch of hippies high on mushrooms. Good. I decide not to hang out with her on Christmas, instead going to the full moon party one beach over where I drank out of buckets and danced on tables with hot <laughs> tourists. The next morning, while she's still asleep, I pack up my stuff and leave a day early for the main island. Once I get back to Australia, I send her a message telling her that I made it home safe and that I was sorry I wasn't the person she was expecting me to be. So that is kind of my worst date ever. It's quite long-winded. I don't know if there is anything for you to use, but like I said, it was more for my sake to tell the story. It feels good to tell it. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> the, I sort of, I'm really kind of impressed at the people that, as silly as it might, it, it might be, who can just get on a plane and go and see like someone and just do that. In times of COVID, that makes it very difficult. Oh, but that's even of course. before then, yeah, like, just 
just I don't I don't do I don't have that's not my personality type. I haven't gone to see someone randomly, but I got you know when you when you get just that kind of that escape urge where you just yeah. feel like you just need to rip your skin off. You're so antsy about this something. Bird's got a fly. And I just I've gone to a travel agent, gone what's your cheapest flight to where, and left a week later to go overseas. Like yeah. I just sometimes I, I just need to run. That's fine and doable, but, but to see to see someone, a stranger, I have a hard enough time going to a restaurant in my own. City yeah, right. to see someone I don't know. I'm like, oh, I've got to put on pants, let alone put on pants, pack a bag, get your passport, get on a flight, catch another flight, catch a boat, then catch a long boat to a tiny island. Uh, it's exhausting. And then you get there and it's near immediately the obvious second, that they don't, they don't give a damn. When you're like, hi, my love, I'm <laughs> here. And she's like, oh, I didn't expect you to get here so soon. Oh, God. Oh, 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 it's so oh. painful. Briz, uh, Liz, I'm going to throw a super sweet, sickly uh, story oh, at you to end with. Gross. And to, to rub salt into uh, your wounds, it's a happy ending from online dating. Oh, it's hope. that doesn't happen. It, uh, it does happen. Okay, tell me and about uh, it and uh, I'll see uh, if no. I believe suddenly. <laughs> and uh, away to thusly. Uh, when I was dating online, I posted a very brutally honest description of myself. It was pretty long and it detailed who I was and what I was looking for. I didn't try to make myself sound different. I wanted any date to like me for me. So I was very upfront and honest. I was on a website that let people know when they were being looked at. But I didn't know this and I had checked out the profile of a woman a few times but didn't message her. She said she did not want drama and I was... and uh, she said she did not want drama and I was still going through a divorce and so I was gushy. Well, apparently she looked... Uh, uh, well, apparently she found out I kept looking. So she went to see who is this guy who keeps looking at my profile but isn't saying any- saying anything. And she saw the wall of text uh, of self-description. Uh-huh. She tells the story here and there that she thought, well, either this guy is full of shit or he has something to say. Mm. And started reading it. Mm-hmm. Part of the way down, she says she realized that she could have been reading about herself. Okay. So she contacted me and straight up asked why I had been checking her out but not messaging her. I replied that I was not sure she'd be interested but that I was. In the end, we set up a date. We met for dinner. I always thought a first date should be in public and have a time limit just in case either side was not into it. But we instantly clicked. (sighs) We decided dinner was not enough and went to a local bar with a band and hung out for a while. There, another couple asked us how long we had been together, and we said a few hours. They thought we had been together for years. After that, we walked on the beach, and I told her I was going to kiss her, which she loved uh, in terms of man taking charge. So that's Mm -hmm. a coincidence, good thing. First kiss, and it was on the beach under moonlight. I had to drive her back to her car afterwards, and we still did not want the day to end. We were giddy. She asked if I wanted her to come over for a bit to my place. I agreed. In brackets now, no, we didn't. To answer the obvious question, but we'll get to that. We hung out for a few hours and talked and snuggled snuggled on the couch. Finally, she said she had to go and I drove her to the restaurant and her car. On the way to the car, I could hear her whisper. I thought for my benefit, but apparently I was not supposed to hear. I was a good girl. I was a good girl. I was a good girl. (laughs) I found out later that she really wanted to sleep with me, but decided I was a keeper and not to rush it. Which didn't last long. We crossed that threshold the next night. So I'll gloss, I'll gloss over the private next night and third night. And that weekend we hung out. By the end of the weekend, we were basically just boyfriend and girlfriend. We never went through a dating period <laughs> except for that first night. 
Fast forward a year and a half, and we were exchanging wedding vows. She is a wonderful woman. I have never met anyone in my life that I so instantly felt a bond with. We understand each other wordlessly, and I love her with all of my heart. There you go. I think I've softened. That's lovely. Isn't that sweet? But also I'm angry that it's never happened that to me. A, well, I've only online... had the worst online dates and then I stopped online dating. I've had similar experiences in terms of where you go on a first date and it's just so good that you just need to keep it going and going and going. But like, oh, I very need to, sweet. I need it's to very date wholesome. someone. I think it's good every now and then for us and the listeners at home to hear these the positive stories. Yes, every so yes, often. blah, blah. It's just the, if not, what are we? What are we? What are we fighting for? If, if not for <laughs> love and romance, what are we doing here? Uh, eh? If you've got a positive story, because apparently my life has no meaning without <laughs> love and romance, Tom. <laughs> Then write in. We want to hear good stories and bad. So even if you've got a lovely story that you want to tell us, write in to ghostsofboyfriendspast at gmail.com or any of our social medias. Because, like, look, I know that I'm team love sucks, uh, but occasionally nice stories do make me think maybe I've made a mistake. And then our next guest comes in next week and makes me go, nope, I did yes, the right thing yes, by not right. dating. <laughs> I am const- correct. A constant reminder. Otherwise, we would love and really appreciate if you could take the time to rate and review and even share our little show. Yeah. to people that you think might benefit from it. We which do this I think for free. A, yeah, so right. pay us in sharing or telling someone about us or writing us a review. That's right. The price is right. Um, other than that, we're going to leave this mini-sode here, but go well and um, and have good lives, everybody. Wistful sighs. <laughs> Are you sick of humans? Do you want to learn cocktail facts to horrify your coworkers at your next fancy Christmas party? Or do you simply want to horrify the next person that rants about what lifestyle is or is not quote unquote natural? Then you should listen to Phonication, one of the most ethically questionable podcasts out there, dedicated to unnecessary education and airing out Mother Nature's dirty laundry. Tune in for exciting phrases such as love darts, elastic navel cavities, echolocation jamming reproductive organs, and inconveniently located teeth. If any of those phrases horrified you, that's okay. You're completely normal, and I welcome you and your affliction anyways. So stop by and learn about all the Google searches I did so you don't have to. Phonication is available on all platforms, and for as long as I fly under the FBI's radar. New episodes every other hump day, because of course I chose Wednesday. That's not kind of productions podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off-limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.